Welcome everyone to Explain It. I'm Paul and the gospel for today is Matthew chapter 13, the parable of the sower. Now the word parable just simply means to set alongside or to compare something uh, with another thing. And Jesus often does this. He takes uh, the kingdom of God, his work uh, among creation, and he sets that alongside everyday activities. And so it's as if uh, he illustrates right in front of uh, his disciples' uh, eyes uh, what the kingdom of God is like. And so in this case, Jesus tells a story, a a parable. He's going to compare everyday activity of sowing seed and uh, reaping a harvest with uh, the kingdom of God. And so he'll tell the story, but he'll also then give the meaning. So this is really an example of uh, the principle of interpretation that we, we have the great gift of, that the scripture interprets the scripture. So the understanding is that if the Holy Spirit is the author of the entire scriptures, he is the one who has inspired the prophets and the apostles, then what the Holy Spirit has uh, written through uh, these men throughout the ages uh, is interpreted by other parts of the scripture. So scripture interprets scripture. Jesus tells the story, but then he gives the meaning uh, to the parable as well. So here's the story, Matthew chapter 13. Uh, Jesus is there. He leaves uh, the house. He wants to spend some time by himself by the lake. Uh, But there's so many people coming and crowding around him that he gets into a boat and uh, they stand on the shore and Jesus begins to tell them a parable. In fact, he tells them many things in parables. But he begins this way. He says, a farmer went out to sow his seed. And so immediately we have a reference point for what uh, the illustration is going to be. It's going to be uh, agricultural. There's going to be a seed, and a farmer is going to be sowing that seed, and there's going to be soil, uh, different types of soil. And then the birds are going to be there, and the elements, uh, the heat, uh, and then thorns. Um, And then a farmer is always looking as well for a crop. So he tells the story. He says, a farmer went out to sow his seed. And he says, as he was scattering the seeds, some fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up. He said, well, some fell on rocky places where it didn't have much soil, but it it sprang up quickly uh, because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered uh, because they had no root. He says, there was other seed that fell among thorns and they grew up and they choked the plants but there was still other seed that fell on good soil, and it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, thirty times what was sown. And then he ends that story with, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. So this idea of uh, hearing, it's more than than listening, uh, isn't it? I mean, when I I tell my kids uh, to do something, say around the house, and then I come back and it's not done, and I say, didn't you hear what I, didn't you hear what I said? Um, it doesn't mean necessarily, you know, my voice went to your ears. Did you, did you hear that? What I'm really asking is, well, why isn't it done? Why, why didn't you do what, what I had asked you to do? And so this idea of he who has ears to hear, let him hear, doesn't mean like sound waves go, you know, uh, from Jesus uh, and uh, from his voice to the ears of his hearers. It means, uh, you know, not only listen, but pay attention and, and take it to heart and 
and do. So what does this mean? And again, Jesus gives us uh, the story, but he also gives us the meaning to the story. So in verses uh, 18 and following of chapter 13, Jesus says, listen then to what the story, the parable of the sower means. He says, when anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the seed sown along the path. He continues, he says, the one who received that that seed that fell on the rocky places is the man who, who hears the word and at once receives it with joy, but since he has no root, he lasts only a short time. Uh, when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, he quickly falls away. And then he says, the one who received the seed that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it, making it unfruitful. And then he concludes by saying, but the one who received the seed that fell on the good soil is the man who, who hears the word and understands it. He produces a crop yielding a hundred, sixty, thirty times what was sown. So Jesus is giving the meaning. He's saying this seed uh, is the word of God. Or you could say capital, capital S. Jesus is often described in the Old Testament as the promised seed of the woman. This is Genesis chapter 3, verse uh, 15. The seed of the woman will come and he will crush the head of the serpent. And so all throughout the Old Testament, they're waiting for the promised seed, uh, the offspring of the woman. Jesus is also called the Word of God. So we have the Word of God in Scripture, but we also have the Word of God incarnate in the person uh, and work of Jesus. So the seed is, is the Word. The soil, the four different types of soil, are four types of uh, different hearts. Um, the birds, the elements, the thorns, are the ones who are waiting uh, to take this seed, the Word of God, out of the human heart. Uh, you could describe them as the devil and the world and its uh, system, but also our own sinful, sinful flesh. And the crop, well, that's the harvest, that's the fruits of Christ, abiding in Jesus the vine, and it's the, also the fruits of the Spirit. Now, this entire story is really a picture of what happens when the Word of God is proclaimed. And so sometimes, you know, specifically as a, as a pastor in the office of the ministry, you're always wondering, you know, you're, you're casting this seed, you're, you're sowing this seed, you're proclaiming the, the Word of God, and say it's a, a, to a, a group of people, maybe there's, a, you know, 10, 15, 20, and you're wondering that it's the same same seed, the same word that's being being cast and sown, but why are there so many different um, reactions uh, to it? Well, uh, this parable just basically tells us um, what is happening when the word of God is proclaimed. The word, First uh, Peter chapter one, Peter says, this word of God, this seed. Uh, he says, you've been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. So it's not like there's you know, bad seed in the, in the bag. Uh, you know, some of it's powerful, some of it's not. No, all of the seed is living and active. It is the word of God. Now, the enemies, 
the elements, uh, the, the deep uh, nature rooted within us, uh, is fighting against this seed. So in the first, uh, first illustration, the devil is the one, and he's described as a bird. Right, so the devil comes, sees the seed uh, sitting on the on the rocky uh, rocky heart. It hasn't penetrated yet. He quickly comes and and takes the takes the word away. Uh, the other uh, the other attack on the word is when the word uh, falls into uh, shallow soil, and it, it has a good little start, but then the heat. You could say the heat of the sun or the heat of persecution. The ways of this world come against uh, this little uh, seedling. And it begins to uh, to wither and to perish. That's the the persecutions of this world come. the uh, The one that f- falls among the thorns, Jesus describes as yeah, it has a start, but all of a sudden, growing up next to it are these uh, these aggressive uh, thorns, these weeds uh, of the sinful flesh, the worries of this life. Uh, the deceitfulness of of wealth, and and you and I really can understand that, right? I mean, we have a start of it, and there seems to be the seed planted in our heart, but all of a sudden, these exterior things come against us. The devil comes against us, or even within our own heart, where we're led into uh, you know despair or unbelief or chasing after the things of this world. And and Jesus says. Uh, those are just like thorns. They come and they uh, they attack. The the weeds come and they they choke out faith. There's uh, also this idea of sowing and reaping. When the first three, you know, you don't have have much of a harvest, if if any at all. The one, you know, the, the seed is taken away. Uh, the one lasts for just a little while, and the third, well, it grows up with the weeds and it's choked out. But uh, the fourth uh, produces fruit. Now, there's two types of fruit with sowing and, uh, and reaping. And Galatians chapter 5 gives us, uh, Paul gives us a wonderful example of what you sow, also there you're going to reap. So if you sow uh, seed, bad seed, you're going to get bad, bad fruit. And the devil's always wanted to sow bad seed. Uh, and, and Paul says the acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, uh, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. He says, I warn you, as I did before, uh, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. So that's buried deep uh, within our corrupt nature, isn't it? All these acts of the sinful nature, these, these seeds of sin taking root and then producing bad fruit. But Paul then says there's another type of seed that is sown, this imperishable seed of the Word of God, into our hearts, and it produces a harvest that doesn't come from us, but comes from the seed itself. Paul says the fruits of the Spirit are love and joy and peace and and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. So we can never take any credit for any fruit produced, can we? Uh, John chapter 15 reminds us that there is a gardener, the Father, there is the vine, which is Jesus Christ, and we are to be connected to that vine. So uh, the gardener is also the Lord of the harvest. And so he plows, doesn't he? And he softens the soil. And you can think of times in your life where your heart was just really hard or, or you, were, you were buried thick 
you know, thick in the in the weeds. Um, but it's the the Lord of the harvest who comes and plows and softens the soil. He also is the one who sends his son. He sows the sows the seed. And, and we are also called to be ones who sow the word of God, to cast it, uh, you know, wherever we wherever we possibly can, and not worry about the effects of it, but just uh, follow the the words of Christ and to. Um, there's laborers who go then into the harvest field, and we are called then to sow uh, the word along with, with Jesus. It is, uh, it is God himself who sends the rain and the sun, and he nourishes uh, the seed. Uh, God chases off the bird, right? Uh, the Lord Jesus is the one who fights against the devil and says, it is written or, or flee. Um, this gardener also tends, and he cultivates his um, his vineyard, his harvest. And he is the one who ultimately is responsible for the giving of the harvest or the fruit. The prophet Isaiah uses this imagery in Isaiah chapter 55. He says, well, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it with watering the earth, making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Isn't that, isn't that wonderful news that God himself uh, cares for this sowing of the seed and he nourishes it, he sends the, the sun and the rain, and when he sows it out, it's going to accomplish uh, the purpose that he uh, ordained for it, for which he, he sent it. So Jesus says, a farmer went out to, to sow his seed, and he gives all the illustrations, everyday illustrations of how the seed encounters different soils and, and how it also produces the harvest. And then he ends, he says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear.